On today's episode, we hear the second pitch from Dylan Torpov at About Face Theater. About Face Theater began in response to the lack of lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender voices in the American theater. And they use their work to start difficult conversations, calling out bullying and harassment, increasing inclusion and understanding, and valuing diversity and intersecting identities. Over the past few months, charities across Chicago have come together for a competition unlike any other. Focus. Your organization could do 100 things, and they could all be wonderful. Focus on two. They'll each have three minutes to convince a panel of business and civic leaders that they have the vision and passion to create lasting change. On the line, funding and exposure to 300 Chicago-area business, civic, and nonprofit leaders. The missions are real. The advice is real. And most importantly, so is the money. I'm Jesse Batend, and this is Fast Pitch. Could I ask um, everyone that knows that they have work to do and their understanding of gender and sexuality to raise your hand right now? Yes, y'all, thank you. Okay, hi. Uh, my name is Dylan Toropov. I'm the director of individual and major giving and special events at About Face Theater. And I am a proudly a trans person. Um, I'm both masculine and femme, and to me this means that my gender is non-binary. And we, the LGBTQ community, have been here since the beginning of humanity, and now is the time for us to be affirmed, safe, and seen by everyone. About Face Theater was founded in 1995. We're just like any other theater that you've been to. However, our art focuses on LGBTQ voices. We have a youth theater that was expanded into a year-round program in 1998 following the tragic murder of Matthew Shepard. We use art deliberately and intentionally to move the national conversation on gender and sexuality forward and to give affirmation, visibility, and safety to people like me. Because according to a recent report from the National Coalition of Anti-Violence Programs, there was an 86% increase in hate violent homicides of LGBTQ people in 2017, and youth and people of color were disproportionately targeted in this violence. This has to change, and we at About Face Theater believe that that change will come through building community and what we like to call living out loud. So let's talk about building community. Every year, uh, 10,000 people, over 10,000 people, are able to reconsider their assumptions. Our audience's understanding of gender and sexuality evolves. Our youth theater are able to live their truths out loud on stage in front of sold-out houses. We have 16-year-olds talking about gender in ways that 40 and 50-year-olds in the audience have never even heard of before. These kids are able to forge lifelong friendships with each other through the rehearsal and performance process. Our outreach ensemble is mainly composed of youth theater alumni and educates 5,000 students and community members every year through art that they create themselves. And these programs, the youth theater and the outreach ensemble, uh, connect LGBTQ people to each other at really pivotal points in their life and build safe, affirming community. Now, how about living out loud? Every time an About Face Theater production is put on a Chicago stage, queer, trans, gay, bisexual, basically anybody that's fierce and fabulous, we are claiming space publicly and in solidarity with one another. For folks that are wondering if they can come out, our work gives them the strength to say, yes, I can, when I'm ready. And the simple truth is that the more we can be open, honest, and brave in our conversations about gender and sexuality, the closer we come to ending violence against the LGBTQ community. 
So every gift of $500 tonight is enough for us to do another outreach performance in the Chicagoland area. Help, uh, help us uh, put a kid on stage to live their truth out loud. Help a grandparent feel ready to talk to their grandson who's trying to come out, and we can build a community together where we're safe, affirmed, and seen. Thank you. I'm Dylan's coach, so oh, I'm a little oh, bit biased. You're not allowed to talk on this one. No. <laughs> no, why don't you? Why don't you start? Why don't you start? How did you? What did you so think? So perfect. Great. Um, so I think Dylan's content is there. I think it's still too long um, because they were speaking very quickly. So um, what I told them is we we really need to work on the that that delivery. Um, they also have this intonation that um, I noticed one of the other contestants ha had, which is very sing-songy. It's hard to listen to, and it's hard for me to process everything uh, that's said. Uh, but I think the content is there. It's interesting because I think Dylan, with a background in theater, they have a advantage or a disadvantage and it's, it's hard to know which way it's going to fall because there's classical training there about how to present and that sing-songiness I, I don't know if I would call it sing-songiness but they may want to look at finding one or two places to do something different exactly just to call something out or really make it stick um, especially and, after the question right pause now pause, pause. that question was incredible because Dylan's pitch is great uh, all the way through uh, and, and Jason, I don't mean to monopolize no, go. here, but I think the question is kind of the ultimate thing here. I did not hear the question in the room. I didn't hear what it was. And I saw hands going up, but I did not hear what the question was, whether it was, do you believe that we have work to do? Do you believe that you have work to do? You have work to do. So I, in that moment, I was like, hmm, wait, what? And then I was like, oh, people are raising their hands. I better raise my hand. Now, that is a vicious strategy. Like, that is that is a brilliant... Thank you. Oh, my God. Alex, you, you and demand... My, and my co-coach, Megan. Nice. You nice. demand attention from everyone in that room by, like, getting them to engage before they've even begun. And I think it's incredible. My one comment would be because I didn't understand it, I felt a little bit alienated from the the rest of it. I knew I should care, but what exactly it was kept me from engaging with the next couple sentences. Yep. And then I had to let it go, and I was like, okay, never mind, never mind. I'm going to listen. But I think the key there, if there's one place to break the rhythm, it's with that question. Totally. Do, and then look at three people as you ask the question. Something like Love that. Love it. So I'm excited that Dylan is in this competition and I think it's a topic that may be new to a lot of the people who are in the audience and so I think it's awesome to see them performing so well in this second pitch. Uh, I, I Just to give you an idea, I don't really give, we have these scoring sheets. I don't really give fives for anything. I have a hard time with it, yeah. but I'm working my way down from five. As, and, and I have to say that Dylan was scoring well in all categories for the second pitch all the way across. And so, you know, it wasn't perfect for sure, but the timing was right. The overall, the while the intonation may or may not have been quite right 
it was it was good. It wasn't boring. Um, the the content was there. The passion was there. You know, all those things that you look for. Man, it was really really close. And so the score was for me was was pretty high. Uh, what what I then sort of had to say to myself was, okay, well, what other than just getting better at for me, uh, I, I don't know how to quantify it exactly, but. But under the scoring rubric, we have this, you know, clearly communicating impact. And so if I think about all the categories and how well Dylan did on all of them, the one that I struggled with was, look, I know this is really important and I'm really glad that you're addressing this issue, uh, but I don't. I don't, I don't have any data. I don't, maybe there isn't any data, but I, I don't have that. And, and a lot of the other nonprofits, we're, we're certainly asking them to get up there and say, tell me impact, show me impact, mm-hmm. help me understand that if I put money towards this, I don't just get a good feeling. Yeah. I actually intellectually know that I'm solving this problem somehow. Well, and so for me, and I don't want to get too critical because, uh, I mean, I might've just missed something in the moment, but one thing that I think is a little bit of a challenge in terms of winning the entire thing is Dylan talks about violence against trans people and that epidemic. And I don't necessarily know that there's a data connection mm-hmm. between what the theater is doing and reduction of that violence. Now, clearly that's important, but there are organizations that work directly to work with people who are living in dangerous or volatile situations. So I don't, I want to hear how they have, Im- you know, if you're going to put that in the pitch, then show me how the, where the impact is there. And if you're not... I think it's totally okay to be like, hey, we just give trans kids a place to be themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's also worthwhile, right. you know, because you don't have to be being beaten up to be worthy of help, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, right. I wrote down building community and living out loud. Like, I yeah, got that's the, what I, heard. I got the message. And, and maybe in the end, you don't have to define impact in a numbers way to win. But we, or at least I, when I'm trying to score everyone and be fair, I looked for that and I didn't have that. You know, and you don't need numbers because it could just be as simple as, wow, living out loud makes people feel safer. You know, that confidence allows people to not feel like they're in danger all the time because, hey, guess what? Sometimes they are. Um, Do you guys really think that's enough? So I think that's what we struggled with Mm -hmm. in that you're... We said, Dylan, what's your story? I mean, can can you connect this? And they said, I grew up in a really loving family upper middle class I came out and my entire family was supportive and so you know I don't have a sob story um do 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 we have to the thing that popped in my brain right there was not every trans kid right. has what I had which was a loving accepting family this theater is a loving accepting family this is a community mm. and and we are inviting anyone to join us she's writing this down hey oh, stop yeah. it this is not fair uh 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 This episode of Fast Pitch is brought to you by SVP Chicago and Rivet. The Fast Pitch Showcase is May 8th. Get your tickets now at svpchicago.org. Special thanks to Fast Pitch creators and SVP Chicago partners, Alex Buck and Jason Elk. If you're interested in getting involved or finding out more about any of these organizations, you'll find links in the show notes for this episode. We hope to see you at the Fast Pitch Showcase on May 8th. In the meantime, I'm Jesse Batend, and thank you for listening.